Welcome to the Crone's Porch. Magic, bitchcraft, and a liminal approach to paganism. And welcome to the Litha Special. We continue with our travel around the Wheel of the Year. This episode is Litha. Yeah, so our content warning is we use colorful language, lots of complaining, and general curmudgeonry. These opinions are our own, which we express as individuals following a Crone's path. Hi, Colin. Hi, Ian. So, uh, this is not a live stream. Technology hates us, and we're not very good at it yet, but this is our channel, our rules, so uh, I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> this is, yeah, that that explanation is not at all petulant, and for all of you who do think it is, this is actually live in your imagination. <laughs> yes, but welcome to... Litha, special. Yeah, the one that we don't know. Life has been a thing recently, so I'm a little bit loopy, and I apologize in advance. Life has been interesting as of late. Lots of projects piled on, last minute work, uh, not by any of us, but by just external forces. So you know, yeah, it's been a week. It has indeed been a week. Um, <laughs> but yes, we are talking about Litha today. But first, very importantly, Ian, what we drinking? Uh, today, uh, obviously with my trend, I am still sticking with the ciders, but today is Strongbow because English-style cider, since this is an English high holiday. A, a, a less um, a less expensive side, hard cider, but I am also, it's a green apple from Angry Orchards, non-spawn. Mm. It's, um, it's quite tasty. Yeah, so, so, actually, the first, um, first non-liquor I, I imbibed that I liked, it was the path that set me towards liking beer and other hard ciders, which I have discovered hard oh. cider is is really we are we are Avalon drinkers. You and I just drink our apple apple alcohol. <laughs> it's true. We are apple ale. That's even in our D and D campaign. Our characters drink nothing but apple ale and something with crossbones on it. With with uh yeah, which it's basically alcoholic tar. Um, it's gross. But. <laughs> But we, one for um, me, one for you, and uh, one for the old crones and clink. Clink, Sancha. Mm. It's very nice on a nice rainy day. Oh, yeah, it stopped raining up here, so we're in that uh, muggy after rain. But it's not that hot, surprisingly, which I'm very happy about because it's been quite the scorcher as of late. It, like it has indeed. It looks like it's cooled a little bit. Just Finally. a little bit. <laughs> just, but, just a little bit it'll be back to remind us how much we hate bit. the warmth yeah i'm i'm <laughs> i'm continually grumbly because i can't um i can't do campfires with friends out in the back so i'm i'm in grum full grumble mode in that regard it's very sad and people are it's been it. so warm <laughs> people are ruining any of the progress by not wear your masks people it's a simple courtesy that could save lives and at worst just being inconvenienced yeah stay six feet away from people if at all possible that too but like damn just to fo just follow the rules people we're never gonna get out of this <laughs> if we don't follow recommendations from medical professionals not god <laughs> Yeah. That's my PSA for today. <laughs> the more you know. But, 
the Marina. But we should get back to this main show. Uh, this is Litha again, our special. We are moving. This is our fourth special. What did we start with? Let's count them down. We started what? with. Did we start with Imbolger or Ostara? I think Ostara. we started with Ostara. So, so Ostara, Beltane, and now Litha. Yes, that oh, is. Oh, this is our true. third one. Okay, yeah. So this is our third special in our eight <laughs> eight set special. Um, this is the one that we know the the least about uh, because it happens one we're college students, so this happens when we're off on summertime. So there's no nothing to do, and I ignore I elect to ignore it because I am sleeping most of the time in summer. Not anymore, but uh, and again, it's summer. It's are not huge in our time. traditions. You, yeah, you, that too. you and I are of traditions that don't put much emphasis on Litha. So we're, we're, we are disadvantaged by that. But real quickly, real, real basic things of what we looked up. Um, let's explain what we have come to understand a little bit about Litha. Please share with, share with us what you have discovered. All right, so Litha is officially always on June 20th or 21st. It actually doesn't follow the solstice exactly, right? Because we made that mistake. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we did. But it's okay because it's every high holiday can also be on the nearest Saturday around it. Around it. So oh, it doesn't most really definitely. matter. Um, other things that I learned uh, is that it is the it is it is a midsummer celebration uh that really from all the things that i found was just very much about uh the solstice and it being the longest day of the year so high solar energy much about nature wow (laughs) (laughs) and then sometimes things about wheat yeah um, what i found linguistically um was that litha is derived from the anglo-saxon name roughly for july or the time period corresponding to july Uh and that 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 origin is germanic um but that across the indo-european tradition so all across europe parts of the middle east the summer solstice was celebrated as a time of the like you said high solar energy heat light fertility um the coming of you know towards the harvest season definitely heavy planting going on um, lots of agricultural focus, some sun sun deity work. Mm-hmm. It's I hate to say generic because that's kind of mean to whoever is, this holiday is important to, but for me it is it's it's diet lunasa for my tradition. It feels like, mm-hmm. and so I don't feel that much connected to it. But we did do a cool thing, which we will talk about later. So did you have anything to add to our background knowledge of the Lithanus? Yeah, I think the only other things I was able to kind of skim out of the, the many things that just repeated Midsummer Sun and uh, Community uh, was that it also sometimes coincided with, uh, like, again, it's hard, it's hard for us in this time period because we don't have some of these, at least especially where we live and the types of communities that we live in, we're not farming communities, nor are we really uh, communal-based communities. So a lot of the activities that probably would have happened on Midsummer, like barn raisings and probably some communal 
um, field tilling, you know, things that would go with a, this is the, the longest day of the year, the most sunlight lets us a community get the most work done and honor harvest uh base gods we just don't do so like a lot of those traditions not if you live in a farming community those are might be great to tap into but you know for the both of us litha is kind of um besides it being midsummer and we have some cultural traditions connected to that it's kind of obsolete in the sense that we're not farming community so there's not any real specific community-based things besides just hanging out having a bonfire and doing some fun stuff that we would do anyway so that's the only other things I found. Yeah. Uh, ongoing travails of being part of ostensibly nature-centered traditions that are disconnected from the agricultural origins of those traditions. Yeah. So I guess if you're interested in celebrating Litha, it's a lot about community. So doing communal activities is a really big thing. Kind of difficult in uh, the current pandemic. But, um, you know, maybe doing communal sewing if you and your friends like to embroider or do sewing projects. Uh, maybe just doing tasks together if you have a hobby that you want to do, but you have a hard time getting on it, you know, getting a friend, you and a friend together to have hobby craft time. There, yeah, Litha. I cannot, I cannot stress enough how awesome embroidery is. Um, <laughs> I know you've been getting into embroidery as of late. I really have. I've I've been doing I've been doing um, the Gaelic scenes from Gaelic the Gaelic um, tradition. So like the Lever Gavala Erin um, tapestries, like mm. in the style of the Bio tapestry but just mm -hmm. depicting the scenes and doing it in embroidery. It's really fun. It looks really cool. Um, if it wasn't so much work and so time consuming, I might think of it as something maybe I could do to sell at like fairs, but like one scene takes me so long that it's really, I couldn't, I could, I would have to charge so much that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth it. Yes. And not every hobby needs to make money. <laughs> Some things are good to leave as hobbies. No, it really doesn't. Hobbies are, 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 are time for self-development. As you can see, like, we are trying to not sound like experts about Litha, because we really aren't. This <laughs> is not really our time. That. not going to lie to y'all. Uh, citing our sources, some of what we're, I uh, came up with came from we're Wikipedia. We're doing a special because because it's a... It's a... It's, yeah... It's a consistent what, what podcast schedule. What we're doing is, is this is this is a courtesy, y'all. Yeah. Next year we'll prepare this something a, for it. Consistency sake. So, but like you said, yeah. But like you said, Ian, our podcast are rules. So, what do you want to talk about now? Well, I mean, just because Litha doesn't really apply it to us doesn't mean we don't have our own midsummer traditions um so how about we talk about True. what goes on in our cultures and then we'll talk about what we actually did for litha trying to be good uh whatever type of pagans we are following an eight wheel sometimes seven sometimes five True. spoke wheel <laughs> um i'll go first so in yeah. the polish tradition um... 
in the Polish tradition, there are a series of midsummer uh, rituals because we who live up much closer to the Arctic Circle uh, really appreciate when the sun comes back because it really does mean the sun comes back when you go sometimes from 24 hour a night to uh, actual sun and solstice being a day of almost all sun um, tends to be super important to cultures like that. So the big uh the big holidays are saint john's night or saint john's eve which is on june 23rd also known as cupola um there's also the feast of the bonfires and the feast of the wreaths these are sometimes are more uh location specific versions of the festival but really the central themes are fire water harvest and um uh, i guess sort of fertility so the big traditions are jumping over the, the fire sex. Yeah, the sex. Jumping over the fire, so cupola is often considered to be the new year of old Polish traditions. So we jump over the fire to burn off the former year and bring good luck. Um, sometimes you jump over the fire with a partner, and being able to hold hands over the fire into the new year is a good sign of relationship health and growth of love. Um, and then the other things we do are we... Uh, create flower crown wreaths and put them in the water and let them float down um, over kind of like the river of time, you know, that kind of metaphor. Um, and as wreaths intertwine, that represents soulmates and friendships, sometimes relationships, uh, sometimes uh, unwed women. And this is, again, with a, a modern gender binary, so I don't know what it would have been before. But uh, unwed women would put wreaths in the water and unwed men would, you know, jump in to grab the wreath of their, um, their the lady they've been eyeing. And that's like how some matchmaking happened. So, again, big festivals, fire, water. Um, that's what we do. <laughs> That's 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 uh, that's fair. In the Gaelic tradition, there's a couple associations. Most of what I found is pretty unsourced, so I can't speak to the historical accuracy. But um, an association definitely with Grania, who's the goddess of the sun, um, who sometimes is reported as the wife of Lou, although, you know, it's hard to say. Um, there are some traditions that say on Nakonya, which is a hill in Ireland. They, people would make a big bonfire and they would roll flaming wheels down the hill to represent the passage of the sun. Um, but it seems a lot of the tradition was, and like most holidays, say it with me, bonfires. Uh, <laughs> so, if you haven't noticed the trend in our podcast, bonfires are important. <laughs> they really, they, they really, really are. Um, there's some association with with the passage of the year and the idea that the, the the rising and falling of the sun marks change and parts of fertility and and uh, the harvest as we have been discussing. I would say from my own experiences, there's a connection to Lou because for me, Lou is the solar. That's just who I've connected to in that regard. There is there is one name that's mentioned that the that the the Gaelic version. The name wouldn't be Litha, it'd be rather Alvan Hefen, which means the light of the shore or the light of summer, and it would represent the sun's light reflecting off the water because the main elements are earth or are of for the Celtic peoples are um, earth, sea, and sky. That's the connection between all three. Again, unsourced, so I'm unsure 
about how accurate that would be. Um, I would highly suggest people hang out with Grania. She seems really, really cool. She's one of the, one of the, the, she's not an, doesn't seem to be an earth mother goddess, but she seems to be one of the nurture, nurture goddesses. So I would, I would think that for people that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that your traditions are, seem to be a little bit, the, the history seems to be a little bit more robust in this case. Yes. Uh, the only downside is the history is robust, but very much Christianized. I like I have no deity associations for midsummer festivals. They're very much community based, but that also might just be true about them. They might just be communal based uh, practices, not really connecting it to any specific deity. But um, the only mythological thing about midsummer is the legend of the fern flower, which is an old Polish legend about uh, fern flowers being blo- fern flowers blooming because of the strength of the sun, specifically on the solstice. They usually mark treasure or you know mag- strong magical energy. But jokes on the world, ferns don't bloom flowers. It's most likely you know a flower gro- growing through a fern bush. So some people just think it's a weird folk tale for you know young couples to be able to sneak off to find a fern flower to uh, do other stuff away from prying eyes. Mm. <laughs> yeah um my uh, my guess you know knowing what the little that i know about the slavic gods is it probably has something to do with svarag or yarilo but yeah yeah it could be connected to his you know birth from, into the world happen well i'm trying to i always forget what uh no we've already passed the wedding so yeah this is uh actually this might be his birth into the world yeah, because Beltana is more close to their wedding, uh, his, Yarilo's wedding and marriage. Yes, yeah, so this would be around his birth to the world. So that could also be it. You know, the fern flower uh, in its legendary status is just a marking of Yarilo coming up from the ground. Yeah, but none of, not many of those kind of connections remain anymore. One of the other connections is if you're going by the Oak King, Holly King cycle then this is the point at which kind of the oak king reigns supreme but his reign will will start to fail after this and the holly king will start becoming stronger because you have the halves of the year the light half being the oak king and the dark half being the holly king um yeah it i always lose track of where we are in the young god cycle but (laughs) that's also a thing yeah that's the thing if for those of you that follow those cycles but uh yeah that's all our traditions but we actually did something for once we for did. <laughs> we you did. let it so i will let you uh kind all of right so it. considering uh, the real push right now not just in the united states but worldwide about social justice and racial justice and just the inherent inequalities that are that are systemic in so much of the world right now um, we decided to do a litha for social justice, where we invoked um, the time of litha, the light of the sun, to sort of cast light on truth and justice, and to also bring in the the gods and deities that we associated with justice to help improve ourselves and and push us towards action and self self betterment, so that we can contribute positively to the movements right now. So, for example, I brought Nawada um with me and that was really interesting 
so we were able to try to develop ourselves and, and make a make a commitment as the sun begin sun's light begins to to decrease from here on we would like to make sure that we don't forget to continue our action we don't want that gradual decrease in interest that often happens with movements that don't directly affect your life we want to be able to keep our our commitments strong so that was part of it so i dealt with nawada who's a the silver hand one of the high kings of the tuatadanan who is known for being fair and just and wise and kind, uh, but also not not soft, very much interested in doing the right thing and knowing also when to step back because he gave up his kingship for Lou when it became clear that wise kingship wasn't going to be able to get rid of the Favori oppressors and he, he let Lou take the high kingship so that they could fight a war to finally end their oppression. So having all those aspects mixed in for me was really important. But you also brought some interesting energy there, if you'd like to explain that. Yeah, so I brought in Tyr, one-armed uh, god of war and justice and strategy of the, I guess technically the Aesir pantheon. Um, I, too, for a very similar reason, having uh, you know him understanding that giving up his arm to Fenrir was the smart play even though technically people would see that as a, a giving up of power or making himself weaker which doesn't seem like a smart plan but he's he can see the long arc of time and knows that you know giving up something now is not always about giving losing in the moment it's about uh the long-term battle so again thinking about long-term development and long-term uh sustainable movements that's why i brought tier also, he's just the nicest of these here. It's it's true. Um, our other one of our other friends who was there um, brought along Wonder Woman, who I thought was a really good addition. That energy yes. is, was really strong. It was really, yeah, it was real strong. I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, it would it didn't take us very long. It was really a simple ten minute ritual, but I I think it was really worthwhile. I really enjoyed it, and it helped me reconnect to magic i've been doing some more some more magic things uh recently and sometimes that's all you need that's been fun it's true yeah well that's litha (laughs) yeah this is a this was a short episode but i think it it fits (laughs) it fits uh but if you are I'll ask if you have ideas or suggestions, or if you have lithic traditions of your own that you would like to share so that we may become educated uh, people doing a podcast. <laughs> um, please uh, send us your stuff on our social media. We are on Instagram at Cronesport, C-R-O-N-E-S-P-O-R-C-H. Uh, Facebook at Croneporch, C-O-R-N-E-P-O-R-C-H. And also you can email us at Cronesport at gmail.com. And we will talk about it for next year. We will share all your ideas for Litha and all your knowledge and credit you unless you send it to us anonymously. But um, educate us because it's hard to find Litha resources. Yeah, yeah, it is. It'd be great to have people who could really share some experiences with us. Uh, in terms yeah. of news and other things, uh, our July episode will be coming up in the in the near future. And then we'll be headed off towards the most exciting of things, which is Lunasa. And I 
hope that we can put Lunasa. together some really big, big to-do for Lunasa. But we shall see. We shall see. We are but two people trying to live lives in a pandemic. It's true. Yeah. But we also got some other cool things in the work. Possibly some special guests. Uh, some other... Maybe some other spawns or people that would love to be a part. If you're interested in being a part of this podcast, either as a sponsor or you just uh, you have a cool platform, cool thing that you do and want to you know, get on, you're a magic practitioner who wants to talk about their thing, uh, email us and we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that. very true. <laughs> well... Again, short, but, you know, sometimes short uh, makes the dream work. So uh, I guess I'll say dos vidania. And I will say almost dos vidania, but rather I shall say shlan. <laughs> Your Polish is showing. Shh, be quiet. <laughs> and we will see you next time on the Crone's Porch. Bye. Bye.